This is DWZ Podcast with J-Rod here. Deleted WrestleZone's very own podcast of professional wrestling with AEW, NXT, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, the National Wrestling Alliance, various promotions, wrestlers, matches, and championships. I am your host, J-Rod here. So before I begin anything, I want to apologize to all my listeners I'm sorry I haven't posted any new content recently. There's been some developments going on in my personal life, uh, mostly involving me in the church that I go to. There has been some situations, but right now that's taken care of. Now I can get to do this podcast finally. Um, there's a lot of things I want to cover up on this particular one. Uh, some of it are new and some of it if I possibly get some that it's old or so, like maybe a week old or whatever. But... Uh, it doesn't stop me from, you know, doing this for all of you guys, those the ones who listen. Now, the first thing on my agenda here to talk about is what's going on with Stardom. Uh, Stardom just had their recent uh, tournament called the Five Star Grand Prix, which is similar to the G1 Climax. This is a, a tournament on point-based system, not elimination matches they already have that that one's called the cinderella but this one is that and it was a good match they just had their final event not too long ago um it was suri who won in her match against momo wananabe it was a a pretty good match i have to say i know many fans would love to see momo but this one with suri is a classic because the rivalry between both she and the current Rebel champion, or as they call it, the World of Stardom champion, Utami Hayashida. So that's going to take place. Now, apparently because of that, um, they have someone else to do that. And that is Takimu uh, Ihora, who is from the other promotion, That's So Marvelous Pro Wrestling, which is another Yoshi promotion from a legend uh, run by a legend or veteran Yoshi wrestler. I forgot her name. But this is going to be interesting. But however, Sudi, who does have the right to challenge for the red belt, will challenge that at some other time at, at Sumo Hall. I don't remember the date, but I'm kind of exciting. Now, one of the matches I'm definitely paying attention to that's coming up on the 9th of October is in Osaka Final, where we have the Wonder of Stardom, or as they call it, the white belt, between champion Tam Nakano and Miyu Iwatani. Now, why is that interesting, you probably ask. If you guys ever follow the story, or if you guys haven't, I will give it to you. When Tam Nakano was first arrived in stardom, she joined Oda Tai. But when the recent, ma one of the matches that they had, the eliminations, the loser who gets pinned in the, at the end is officially out of their factions. And Tam was the one who got kicked out. However, Io Shirai, who we all know for currently in NXT, uh, was the one who wanted to recruit her to Queen's Quest. But however, it was Mayu Utani who did it. Now, they became the protectors of stardom. They first started calling themselves uh, Star's Army, but later they changed it to stardom. Now, over time, Mayu w w has been the leader, but Tam always protected Mayu, no matter what, always been by her side. But over time, she started pushing her to the side like, like a sidekick. And that kind of fits in into it perfectly. Now, this friction between these two began 
in some point around October of 2020. And it began when they when Ma, Ma, uh, Tam inch, met Ma, Imina Shirakawa during a match on the 4th of November of October, and they went to Tag League. Now, Mina joined Stars, but however, a following month after her debut, apparently a new wrestler was coming called ZZ. It became a showdown within Stars, and that person who called herself ZZ was none other than Unagi Sayaka, who also came in the same promotion as Mina Shirakawa of that. And because of this, now, uh, in the beginning, St Cosmic Angels have been successful as a unit. And they even obtained the artist belts, which they obtained it for, for 200 and something days, with right now with seven consecutive defenses. I'll get to that in a bit. But however, um, uh, Tam, in some point in November, announced that um, or December, I don't remember, I think it was December, where Tam announced that the Cosmic Angels that was a subgroup within Stars was no longer going to be involved in Stars. They were s separating away. But Mayu hasn't forgotten what she did. She felt betrayed by Tam's insolence. Now, why is that important? If you guys followed Mayu, she has been betrayed by people in her past. The first person that ever betrayed her, and you guys are going to be surprised if you know the story or not, it was Io Shirai. Now, they were part of a, of a tag team known as Thunder Rock. A uh, pretty good team until Io turned on Mayu. Now, Mayu has been betrayed by many people behind her back. But Tam's betrayal was out in public. Tam wasn't hiding it. So I think it tells a story about Okay, Tam's betrayal was out in public. Tam wasn't hiding her, her, her betrayal whatsoever. She was just tired of being Mayu's sidekick. And not only that, she had an instant, kind of a bit of a uh, jealous rivalry with Starlight Kid, who is currently with Oda Tai. And now it appears that Mayu is willing to take the white belt off of her to destroy her for betraying um, stars. However, even if she did, how do I say, take away the white belt, there is a factor here that I witnessed in the final of the, of the final event of the five star Grand Prix. If you guys may not know this, or if those who do, Tam's last match in the Grand Prix was against the red belt champion, Utami Hayashida. She pinned her. Automatically, she does deserve a right to obtain the red belt. Now, to me, I'm thinking, you know what? Certain changes are going around with stardom. I mean, with Cosmic Angels. And it made perfect sense. Now, let's talk about the Cosmic Angels a little bit. I did mention now the Cosmic Angels, or they have now a new, they have a, a fourth member named Mai... Maya Sukarai, who's originally from Acris Girls, her first match she ever been when she first arrived as a debut, but not in ring, was when she was being asked to take a ch uh, to accept the challenge by Unagi Sayaka, who was in fact the future of Stardom champion. Uh, Maya Sukarai lost that match, but she offered her way to join Star. Now Unagi was a bit myth, however, Tam was considering, I want to expand it. 
so she chose her. There's a reason to that. Tam is originally from at-risk girls before going to stardom. And that pretty much played out in its own way. Now, since we're heading to the October 9th event, there was a press conference going. And one of the panels was for a tag team match between Time member Saki Kashima and, of course, Konomi. But Konomi wasn't there. However, their opponents was Lady C and the newcomer who just recently lost her match, first match, who, who lost her first match against Unagi Sayaka, Waka uh, uh, Tsukiyama, who also came from at-risk. Now, during the press conference, she was surprised by the arrival of Tam Nakano. It appears their interest in recruiting her. So now they have a fifth member in in, uh, in stardom. Now, they just, I, I always did believe they were going to go in full force once the Grand Prix began. Now, they just had recently one of the events on the 2nd of October. Uh, Waka lost that match, but however, Mai, and, Mai Sukurai and Unagi Sayaka teamed up for the first time. Now, Unagi is not pretty much ready to admit that she appreciates Mai's, uh, Sukurai's involvement, but she did save the match. And allowing her to show she's willing, not willing to lose no matter what. And of course, recently, but the last match was, of course, was Mina Shirakawa and Tam Nakano winning their match against Stars. Because we all know, I mentioned this before, Tam is going to face Mayu at October 9th. But recently today, on a, on the, um, in stardom time in Japan, the Cosmic Angels, Mina... Tam and Unagi lost the artist belts to DDM's Himika, Mike, Micah, and Natsupoi. Now, these three individuals, these are from DDM, or as they call themselves, Donna Demondo. Now, these guys eventually wanted to t strip them for the towels because the history between Tam and Natsupoi has been very, very consuming. Uh, give me a second here. So anyway, because now that they won the titles, they get the glow. But however, they already have new challengers. But here's the thing that it got, gets me thinking. Okay, now they lost the artist titles. What's going? What's next? I think right now they need to focus on the only titles. As you know this or not, Unagi Sayaka and Tam Nakano were double champions. Not only the artist champions, but they were, of course, Unagi was the future of stardom champion. And of course... Tam is the wonder of stardom champion, the white belt. So now they need to focus these two as individuals. Now that they expand two more members into Cosmic Angels, it plays out pretty well. Now, why is that important? Because here's the thing. I could picture right now, the way I see it, Mina feels responsible that she did not did her best enough when they lost the artist belts. She felt it was her fault. However... Tam Unagi knows they did their best too. But Mina, I, if, I'm, if I was Mina, I would definitely get Retribution and I would team up with the two new members, with Mai and Waka. It would fit perfectly for them to go after. But however, the only way they need to obtain the artist's belts is by trying to win trios matches. If that was the case, 
I say it would work and have Unagi and me and Tam work on their singles competition. Now, Mina has improved a lot in her singles competition. But however, since I feel that, you know, whenever we have one of those factions that have more belts than the others, it fits perfectly on their part. And I w I'm expecting to see that. I would hate to see Tam lose the white belt because if you follow her story, she has been chasing that belt for almost three years. And she finally got it this past March against Julia from DDM. But I don't know. It, it, that's what I see. But I'm kind of looking forward to it. So uh, let's see what happens with Cosmic Angels because I'm a big fan of their stories. I love what they can do. But I think that's pretty much it what I got. So give me a few, a minute or two. I got to do something real quick. I had to feed um, my brother's dog, but right now let's get back. Let's talk about the classic match that took place on AEW Rampage Grand Slam. I'm talking about Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega. My God, it was a classic. I loved it. This was a dream match of the making. Yes, I know some of you people in WWE who are my listeners. You're saying, we wanted Kenny Omega to WWE. I would see that too, but it didn't happen. Now, I'm not here to gloat. I'm just saying it is what it is. But I feel AEW can deliver the best dream matches, and I think this is what, the big, what people wanted to see. I mean, I love what they were doing, especially when they were building up that story, how the week before or two weeks, I don't remember, where Daniel Bryan, I mean, Bryan Danielson showed up doing a promo. He actually called out Kenny. Now, Don Callis, who was trying to protect Kenny, but what I did like is, of course, how he's saying, I want to fight the god of pro wrestling, the best bout machine, but I see you hanging out with a bunch of goofy goons. And, of course, saying that, you know, Don Callis is a piece of shit, who is allowing him to speak for him. And then he said something that kind of felt right. It felt like people say, you lost your touch. You lost your, your confidence. Or you just missed a step. But what I did like is when he says, I think you lost your balls. And that kind of fits well. And of course, Kenny did not take that lightly. But the match itself, I have to say, it was unbelievable. But from the very start when this match was being... There was a poll coming from various people on Twitter. They're saying, who is going to win this one? Majority of the polls voted it's going to end in a draw. Now, why is that important? Why, is, why would anybody, what can we see Daniel, uh, Brian Danielson win the match? There's a reason to that. This is a way to protect their name, their reputation. It happened the same thing with, of course, with Cody and Darby Allen. Uh, what was it? On the first Dynamite episode, I think if that was the case. But it fits well with that. I mean, it would generate, okay, we're going to see more story build up between Kenny and and Daniel Bryanson. We're going to see that rematch maybe sooner than we think. Because right now, uh, Bryan, 
he in fact uh, continues a, a heckle Kenny, calling him, Ladies and gentlemen, I present you, Kenny, no balls, Omega. And, and then it's funny, CM Punk says, Oh, that's a t-shirt right there. <laughs> and, I, and I laughed so hard. I wouldn't be surprised is, of course, if Pro Wrestling Tees, who have been so good with these guys, he may make a shirt out of it. Kenny, no balls, Omega. And I would, I would definitely wear it. But I say this was going to be a classic. I don't know if I can p replace picture in the same level with Daniel uh, with Brian Danielson with Okada. That's something we don't know. But if there is, there will be a debate on that. I will probably talk about this with several of my friends. But that's another conversation for another time. But right now, let's keep moving forward on this podcast episode. For all of you, I'm very excited to talk more. Now, as you guys know, this past Wednesday, we had, of course, the debut of the reality show, Roads to the Tops. This is a reality show between Brandy Rhodes and Cody Rhodes. Now, if you guys know this, uh, they were following their journey, even when Brandy was pregnant, when, before their daughter was born. What I did like about this show is how Cody looks out for everyone. Now, there was a moment he was concerned about Ricky Starks, about how he hurt his neck, and I didn't know that. I was like, what? No wonder he hasn't been wrestling that much. He was. I think they're more concerned about his neck, but apparently they, want, they, they were told him he has to take at least three to four months of rest. But, I mean, it, it's something I think Cody felt like it, it would work, but he wants him to still be involved. And Ricky Starks wasn't good in promos, but his first one, he did pretty well. I have to say it, it kind of showed him he has to bring something to the table. And I think Cody is saying, look, just let me help you out. He wants to look out. And same thing with Brandy when it comes to the women's division. When uh, uh, If you guys remember in one particular dark episode when Britt Baker was doing the, the waiting room, uh, Jade Cargill and uh, Red Velvet actually bitch slapped during that segment. But however, Red Velvet talked to um, to Brandy about the slap because here's the thing. I have to, I have to agree there's some pros and cons. I mean – Jade Cargill, she's athletic. She's amazing athletic person, a very – I have to say. But, however, I think her size advantage kind of put Red Velvet in a um, – not a tailspin, but more like concerned at what if she can hurt her, you know. And, of course, it's no one's fault. I mean, it happens a lot. But I think – but what I like about it is how Brandy wants to keep this clean, like a free uh, working environment with no drama. And I think that's a good thing. And I have to say, I, I, I enjoyed what they're seeing. But what I did also enjoy is the whole thing with the Rhodes is it appears that Brandy Rhodes still continues to have friction with Cody's family, especially with his sister, Teal. Now, why is that? Well, as you know, Brandy was very close to the late American Dream, Dusted Rhodes. Dusty was the one who gave her blessing to use the Rhodes name as her last name. Now, Teal feels that she has no right, but I feel Dustin had the final say because he was, in fact, the family patriarch, and he's the one who makes the final say. And I feel, and I understand Teal's 
reason. Like, she wants to protect her dad. She wants to protect her family. But I feel that Dustin, Dusty Rhodes is the final guy who talk, who makes the final say. But there was a lot of things. And, of course, you see Brandy's family, his, her mom, her dad, even talking about this thing they want to do for the baby when it's born. And I think that kind of... I don't know. It's kind of interesting. I just don't know what to say. I thought, but I can't wait to see what else is going to take place in, um, of course, in Rose to the Top. I'm just pretty much exciting, excited to see what else they're going to throw in. Now, this next topic is involving the Bullet Club. Recently now, there is a possibility that A, Jay White could be kicked out of the Bullet Club. Or B, we money we finally may see our actual Bullet Club Civil War. Now, for all you guys out there are saying to yourselves, what am I talking about? Okay. Jay White is not currently in Japan. Recently he's made appearances all over the US involving himself in New Japan Strong, Warrior Wrestling, um, Impact Wrestling. Of course, he recruited Chris Bay to be part of Impact Wrestling, a part of the Bullet Club. Um, but also, Evil, on the other hand, made some moves without permission of Jay White. He actually formed a sub-faction called the House of Torture that involves him with uh, not only Dick Togo, his insurance policy, Yujiro Nagata, and of course, his recruit that he picked, Sho, formerly known as of the Rapongi 3K, and that kind of it. And apparently, JY did not like that completely. Like, he did not talk to him. And now it appears that Tama seems like he's siding with evil. But Jay is still calling the shots. Now, there is a chance there's many things that can happen. Now, we could see Jay White being kicked out, or there are those that will follow uh, Jay White. Who would I think would follow? I say Chase Owens will because recently he got into a match in the G1 against Evil and of course Dick Togo got involved. He did. I think Chase does not like how this happened. Now, Kenta he was being honorable with Yujiro but Yujiro wasn't being like let's give it a too sweet before we start. I think we're going to see a, a friction between who would side with who? Would they side with Jay White or Evil? And that is one of those things. Some people probably say, can we just already have uh, the Bullet Club disband? I mean, that is a possibility. Don't get me wrong. But I could see the same scenario with House of Torture, similar to the Cosmic Angels. Now, if you guys remember I mentioned this, the Cosmic Angels split off away from Stars when they finally beat them in that showdown match in, in earlier in, in 2021 of this year. But I can see House of Torture being a sub-faction becoming a real faction. And Bullet Club remains, you know, because that's what I, w I would definitely see. But there are many possibilities that could happen. Um, I mean, I would love to see a Civil War in Bullet Club, an actual one. I feel like with the Elite, it did not go any well. Because if you guys remember this or not, uh, according to my partner, my friend, and of course my partner in my YouTube channel, um, 
Nico, it appears that there was a little bit of disagreements with the Young Bucks and the New Japan of officials. But that's how it is, and I don't know. But hopefully this is an actual Civil War I would love to see. Now, the last thing I'm going to talk about in regards with stardom, one of their roster members announced that she was leaving stardom, and this one is Jungle Kiono. Now, why is that? Here's the thing. Last year, Jungle Kiona obtained an injury that put her out for almost a year or over a year. She had three different injuries, so she had to take three three multiple surgeons, three uh, different uh, multiple treatments, and all of that. It kind of goes in. Now, the initial thought was that we were expecting her to make her return to stardom at some point. Now, her last match in stardom was last year, but she also made an appearance outside of stardom with WMZ promotions, which is... Um, Fukigen Death's promotion. When she's not Fukigen Death, she's known as Kiora, Kaori uh, Yoniyama. But um, I don't know. It was kind of strange. But she did make appearance this past May for the Hanakomura Memorial Matinee Show, where she showed up, talk about Hana, and of course she showed up during a match with uh, Oda Tai slash Tokyo Cyber Squad, taking on members of DDM and other wrestlers from different promotions. And, of course, that was the last time. But it was still unclear what was happening. There was no indication if if she if the injuries put her on retirement. But, however, I did have, of course, uh, her statement that she put out. Originally, it was in Japanese, but I couldn't read it. But suddenly, finally put out a translated version of it in English for all of us. So I'm going to read it. Dear everyone, it's Jungle Kiona. It's been a while since I've seen you. I'm sorry for the sudden announcement about my departure from stardom. As an official account, as an official account has announced, I will be leaving stardom and where I have been wrestling for about six years. I have feel I have betrayed the feelings of everyone who had been looking forward to my return to stardom. Mayu, my rivals, my proteges. I am truly sorry, but I'm definitely continue to move forward and I wanted to gain more experience and grow a lot as a person and as a wrestler. I've been trying to make a comeback in stardom and this decision is unwavering. I have definitely made make a return to professional somewhere on earth. The ring is interconnected, so I'm sure I'll, I'll be able to meet the stardom wrestlers again somewhere else. And found the most important thing I want to say that stardom is my passion. The players, the staff, Mr. Ogawa, and I think I was a relatively good girl, but I also caused a lot of trouble. On the day I came back from Africa, I was warmly welcomed, and there were jungle fans who cheered me on. Thank you so much for the irreplaceable memories of the of my six years at stardom, I'll never forget them. I will always, always love every single one of you. I was, I was really glad that my last match with stardom was tag team with tag team match with Mayu in my hometown of Nagoya, a place I have a deep 
attachment towards. I hope to see you again someday, somewhere, and I hope that we will that you will support my path as Jungle Kiona at in my new stage. This was on September thirtieth of this year. So it appears that she's leaving, but the indication about what she's saying that she got into a whole lot of trouble. I don't know what that meant. That that she did something wrong or Bushi Road had enough of her because here's the thing. Bushi Road wanted to get rid of Azuki and Kagetsu because uh, apparently they there were some they wanted to change certain things, but Kiona it's still unclear. I don't know what sort of trouble, but it does indicate that she wants to be act, uh, have a, a personal life and a wrestling life, like grow up as a, as as a person. And I get that. It's still unclear who she is, but for all of WWE fans, don't say that she will probably go there. I don't think WWE has any intentions to have anybody. I mean, she could go anywhere to any wrestling Yoshi promotion in Japan, like Ice Ribbon, Marvelous, uh, Sandai Girls, uh, who else? Um, we're, uh, Diana. I, I have to think of, oh yeah, and Tokyo Yoshi Pro. Whatever the scenario is. But all we can do right now is support her and be there for her when she needs it. And I'm very ha uh, happy to announce that I will be keeping an eye on this because I think Joan Kiona deserves to be more. She never got the high push that she deserved. I mean, she she had a, a tremendous fan base. I just enjoyed everything about her. I even saw her in that documentary from the wrestlers, uh, Jap Japan's Finest. It was a good one. I, I She was in it. I just, you know, it's sad that she's gone, but we can continue to support. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, there'll be more. I'm really sorry that I took too long, but like I said, there was certain things personal that was cutting up for me. But for now, uh, this is what I got. Hope to do this with you guys next week. Um, I'll br bring out more content and throw in some stuff that you may like or not. But for now, I'll see you guys in the next DWZ podcast time. Same DWZ podcast channel. I must bid all of you adieu. So goodbye Mwah! and have a nice day. Bang!